0: Hey, and welcome back to Real Time Talk. This episode is going to be a little different than normally, and I did want to apologize for um, not posting in such a long time. Me and Jonathan have just been super busy lately. Um, I had some time today while he's gone to work, so I figured that I would post something for you guys. I didn't know what to post until I went and looked through my old Bible studies that I had done when I was first first learning about God um, just before I got baptized. And the one I chose to read to you guys today, um, is actually the first Bible study that I had done on my own, um, fully and, and written out and I still have it. So bear with me. It might not be super great because it is one of the first Bible studies that I ever did. Um, but essentially I figured I would read through it and hopefully it can reach some people, um, On a message that I had found in some scripture that I have been looking at with the pastor that I was doing my Bible studies with. Um, So yeah, enjoy and I will talk to you again after I'm done reading through the the Bible study. So this Bible study is called Blinder Than the Blind and today we're going to be talking about the scripture reading from John chapter 9 verse 8 and 9. So this reads, His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. So these verses are about the man that Jesus healed from blindness. The story goes, in short form, he was born blind, Jesus spit and made some mud, covered his eyes, told him to wash, and now he can see. The first question that I wanted to ask is who are his neighbors and who are those who had formerly seen him begging? We can assume that his neighbors in this context were people who knew him or who saw him regularly, excluding his family and friends. People who are in his life but not close enough to call them anything other than neighbors. To know who those who had formerly seen him are, we have to know what formerly means. So it means in the past or at an earlier time. We can assume these people were in his life, but so distant that we can't really call them neighbors. Um, These are people who probably walked by him begging on a daily basis, people who saw him but didn't really pay him any mind. So when these not neighbors saw him, what did they see? What are they talking about when they say they used to see him sit and beg? We can assume they simply with their eyes saw him, they might have noticed his hair, his clothes, even the fact that he was blind. What did, they, what did they not see as they walked him by? Let's move over to the next bit of these verses. Those who claimed that he was the same man could have had one of two mindsets. They could have noticed the change in his life, that he's no longer blind, but still recognized him as the same man, since outwardly he looked the same, he spoke the same, he was the same guy. On the other hand, they could have not noticed the change in his life at all. Um, They could have just remembered his outward appearance or their encounters with him and remember him well enough to know that he's the same man and they didn't even notice that anything had changed. Those who say, no, he only looks like him, could have also had one of two mindsets. They could be seeing the same man who begged, knowing him by his appearance and his past, judging his identity solely on what they knew and not believing he could ever not be blind anymore assuming that this can't be the same man because the other man was blind or they could be seeing only this new man who's not blind who can see who sort of looks like the man who begged but probably seems happier healthier he's probably standing upright instead of sitting and these people didn't recognize him as the same man because as you know as well as i that when someone is down on themselves They look very different than when they're happy and doing better. So this is important. The man himself insists that he is the man, the man who sat and begged, who was blind and lost, but also the man who can now see, who's free. So let's go back to the people who had formerly seen him begging. What is it that they didn't see? If they weren't close enough to be called neighbors, what is it that they were missing to be closer to him, to be called neighbors or even, or even friends? The thing that was missing that separated the people who formerly saw him from the people who were his neighbors was that they did not see the potential in him. The potential to be loved by God, to be saved by God. They couldn't believe someone blind from birth could be loved by God. Someone must have sinned for him to be in this situation. Let me ask you something. Are sinners not loved by our Father? Are we not all sinners? Although all of you are children of God, still loved by him unconditionally, are you not all sinners? The blind man in this story is those children of God who never met the Father, who were never told of him. The blind man is those in the world who don't know the truth, but in the world, there are also those who know the truth, but don't see the potential of someone who doesn't yet know. They assume that because they don't already know, that they're already lost. Just like those who walked by the blind man every day, never looking past his blindness, never willing to teach him how to see past what he could not see. Those are the people who are blinder than the blind when meeting people who didn't always know God who were born blind to the truth but have now been given the mud to see do not be blinder than the blind don't hold them to their past whether that be a life of drugs and alcohol of a life full of sex and tattoos of sin a life of lies and violence once the truth is revealed to them the Holy Spirit works in them on his time and they become a new man or woman no longer the blind man who sat and begged although that may still be what you see you have to accept these people these newly renewed people filled by the truth by the gospel and take them into your own life and show them the way to follow christ because is that not our job as christians to take on new believers and show them the way Because if they're on their own, the Holy Spirit will show them. But how hard is it to stick to something when no one else is following you? You don't even have someone that you can go see and be like, hey, let's talk about this, or how do I do this? How do I get to know God better? If you claim that you can see, that you're that person that would have walked by that blind man, and you would have been like, I see you, let's get better, let's learn together. But you can't see the potential in someone in your life that's a blind man to the truth or a sitting man if you don't see their potential to be a child of god then you're not only blinder than the blind but you're blindfolded to the truth which is somewhat worse because when you're blind you didn't choose to be blind but when you're blindfolded you know full well that you can lift your hands and untie your blindfold and although You may enjoy the sunset and spring flowers blooming, that may be all you will ever see because you've decided to blindfold yourself to the truth. The born blind may not see the beauty of the world that we see with our eyes, but they can still see the beauty of our Father's love, our Father's character, the beauty of salvation when they once believed that they weren't worthy of being saved that they must have done something wrong because they could not see. Will you continue to be blindfolded by ignoring the blind? Or will you remove your blindfold and open the hearts of the blind and of yourself to our one and only Savior? Thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be posting things a little bit more regularly now. I'm trying to... Build up some content so that I can post maybe once a month instead of once a week because it's been really hard to do once a week and we've been falling behind. Um, but thank you for staying with us and always following us and following God's word. And I pray that every single one of you is blessed by this message or any message that we've posted on our on our um, on our podcast. And I hope the best for all of you. Um, and yeah, since Jonathan's not here with me, uh, stay in school, Sabbath school.